we need to talk about investing. A beginner investor podcast from Charles Stanley. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of We Need to Talk About Investing. I'm Erica White, and the much-anticipated autumn statement has been released, receiving overall positive sentiment nationwide. But what does this announcement mean to you and to me? And what is the impact on things like pensions and tax? I've got Lisa Kaplan, Director of One Step Financial Plans, and Rob Morgan, Chief Analyst of CSD, here to discuss it all. Hi, Lisa and Rob. Hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Let's dive right into this here, guys. Uh, what was your impression overall of the autumn statement? It, you're right, it was well received by markets. I mean, it, it was a sort of pretty sober autumn statement with a, a focus really on fiscal responsibility, prudence, keeping spending in check, and of course, upping taxes, which we'll talk about. And Really, it was the complete opposite of the September mini-budget, the ill-fated Bazi Kwarteng statement, which was all about cutting taxes. So here, it was a complete turnaround in terms of controlling spending, keeping inflation in check, keeping interest rates low. And that's what kept bond markets happy, what we saw when markets took fright at the the mini-budget in September. The knock-on impacts of that were Costs of borrowing increase and people's mortgage rates are increasing. So Mr. Hunt was in a difficult position with his autumn statement because he wants to keep inflation under control. So what's the consequences? Well, you know, what we're looking at, I think, is, you know, some quite significant consequences for ordinary investors. We'll all be paying more tax, largely thanks to the, the, the freezing of allowances, which we'll discuss. And as wage growth, inflation, investment and property gains go up, the freezing of bans is going to mean more people pay more tax. So, so pretty sombre, low on rabbits coming out of hats. And what's clear is we're going to be paying more tax over the next five years. Lisa, I'll turn to you now. What was your initial impression overall of the autumn statement? Overall, I thought initially this is going to be a budget that affects wealthier people more. But over time, because the thresholds have frozen, more and more people are going to be dragged into higher rates of tax as their salaries go up. They're dragged into higher taxes. That's called fiscal drag. But there are, in two aspects, this will immediately affect the wealthier more because there's an additional rate of tax, which at the moment affects people earning more than 150,000, and that's moving down to 125,000, 140 pounds. Those people will, instead of paying 40%, will be paying 45% on that marginal bit, the extra bit. And the other way it's going to affect wealthier people is in that capital gains tax-free allowance is actually falling. At the moment, it's 12,300. That's going to fall to 6,000 and then to 3,000. And by and large, if they've been doing any sort of reasonable planning, it's only the really wealthy who have shares that are not ISA wrapped. Because every year you can put 20,000 of shares within an ISA, and it's only the extra that will be affected by the capital gains tax. So let's talk about implications here and changes that this new uh, news has brought. So, Rob, what are the changes on income tax? What can you tell us? In regard to the freezing of allowances, this is the sort of stealthy way that chancellors can increase the tax take without people 
really noticing too much at first. So in respect of income tax thresholds, the amount at which you start paying tax, which is the personal allowance, the £12,570, that was already frozen until 2026. Now, what the Chancellor has basically done is frozen that for longer till April 2028. So more people were going to be paying tax for the first time over this period, because we'd expect wages to trend up over that period. And the threshold at which you start to pay higher rate tax, which is just over £50,000, that rate is frozen as well. So you're going to get more people migrating into the, the higher rate tax band for the first time. And in addition to that, the 45p rate of tax, which starts to, to, to get paid at the moment at £150,000 for those high earners, that's coming down for 2022-2023 to just over £125,000. So more people are going to be paying that additional rate tax. And as Lisa said, the people using you know, tax-efficient wrappers, such as ISAs and pensions, can you know, help plan and help mitigate these these rises. But it is still going to, you know, catch people out in terms of ending up, you know, in higher tax bands than, than they used to. We should point out as well that these are the rates that are applicable in the UK, apart from Scotland, in respect of earned income. There, there are some slight nuances there as well. Just moving on to income tax on dividends as well. This was the other part of the income tax equation. So the tax-free allowance where people specifically have on dividends on top of the income tax personal allowance of, of 12,570, that reduced actually from 5,000 pounds to 2,000 pounds in 2017. Now it's going to disappear almost altogether. So falling to 1,000 pounds next year and 500 pounds in, in 2024. That's going to affect a lot of people. People are going to be paying tax on their, smaller investors are going to be paying more tax on their dividends, potentially having to fill out a self-assessment tax return as well on relatively small amounts. So the tax rates on, on dividend income are unchanged. For a basic rate, it's 8.75%. But even so, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are supplementing their income through dividends and self-employed people who are paying themselves through a company that that's going to affect. So that's going to affect a lot of people. The personal savings allowance, that's the amount you can earn on cash as opposed to investments, is staying the same. Um, and for basic rate taxpayers, that's a £1,000. Lots to think about there, lots to digest. It's going to be very important for people to plan not just where they hold their investments, but how much they draw from their investments and the, and the structure of those. I need to ask you, Rob, you covered so much ground there and you are on a great roll. What about capital gains tax? I know this is something that can be very important to investors. What about that? Yeah, so capital gains tax is the tax on profits that people make from a disposal of assets. So you get an allowance called the capital gains tax annual allowance on which you don't pay any capital gains tax. Presently, that annual allowance is £12,300. So you don't pay tax on that. However, that is coming down very severely. So, I mean, you pay tax on that around 10 or 20%, and there's an additional 8% if it's the gains from, from residential property. Now, that allowance is falling to £6,000 from next year and then to £3,000 from. 2024. So that's a really big reduction 
um, which is going to affect people who are selling assets, whether that's shares outside of an ISA or funds, or whether it's a, you know, perhaps an investment property or something like that. So again, where you've got investments, hold them first in an ISA and or pensions, and you can do other things. So if you're you're married or in a civil partnership, you can transfer assets to one another uh, free of, uh, of CGT and look to uh, utilise lower tax bands for your partner, basically. Uh, and there will be, because, they, because it's coming down so rapidly, you know, people are going to be considering harvesting capital gains in the current tax year to take advantage of the, the allowance being just over £12,000 in this tax year still. Let's turn to pensions. Lisa, the queen of all things pensions, let's talk about what has been impacted there. So are things largely the same or what's the deal? Uh, they're the same, but they're too much the same. I mean, every budget year, I hold my breath and wait for the Chancellor to stand up and say that doing away with higher rate allowance, but that hasn't happened yet. Like the other thresholds that have been frozen for two more years, there's some pension thresholds that have been frozen. Again, this is, you know, it's only people who really have very well-funded pensions who are continuing to fund their pensions, but they're going to catch more people. So we've got our annual allowance, which is £40,000, and you can carry forward, but let's just say £40,000, that's stuck, and you, you won't get tax relief on anything over that. And there's also something called the lifetime allowance, which is just over a million pounds, which sounds like a huge amount of money, but with good pension contributions and good growth, more and more people are being caught in that. Um, and that's also been frozen for a couple of years as well. What about the state pension triple lock? What is the info on that? Uh, back to you, Lisa. That's being maintained. So it's the higher of wage inflation, inflation and 2.5%. And this year, it's the inflation is the, the driving figure on that. And that's being maintained, which is really great for people who depend on the state pension. They'll have more money. Of course, it has to be paid for. So that's being maintained, which I think is a, is a good thing. Final question here. Any changes on inheritance tax? I know that's something that is on a lot of people's minds. Lisa, what do you have for us? Uh, yes, the UK's most hated tax. It's not actually paid by <laughs> all that many households, but it's very hated. Again, it's a story of thresholds. Everyone has £325,000. That threshold has been frozen for many years, and it's going to be frozen for two more years. And so it's it's the same thing as house prices go up. And just through inflation, it's looking at sort of the number, what the value is of your house and your assets. And those are all going to go up with inflation, but the threshold isn't going up. So anything over that threshold is subject to inheritance tax, which is 40%. So if anybody has any further questions or wants to talk more in depth, Lisa, who can they turn to for some guidance? They are very welcome to speak to me. If they have a question, just drop it to me in an email. I'll happily get back to them. We need to talk about investing. Lisa and Rob, thank you so much for all your expertise here today. It was great to chat with both of you. A beginner investor podcast from Charles Stanley. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Investors may get back less than invested. Past performance is not a reliable guide to the future.